You're listening to a podcast from 702. Now we connect with uh, Nikki Bo. She's a human potential and parenting expert. And she's been writing lately about the process of adjusting. She says there are seven stages, you know, when you need to adjust and transition to change in order to move forward. I wonder what our smokers uh, might take from this conversation because they also had to adjust and might have to adjust to a different world in the coming months. Good afternoon, Nikki. Good afternoon, Azza. Thanks for joining us. Um, very interesting because sometimes we're going through it and we don't realize that we're living through what is a process that some have studied and have outlined and can see systematically what is going on. So why do we have to get unstuck to move forward? Azza, that is a very, very important concept because staying stuck means we're caught in that flight or fight or freeze cycle. Mm. And that means moving forward becomes very, very difficult. And we're actually all going through massive change. And there are three things about change that we need to understand. And one is that change is inevitable. We're human beings. We're not robots. Even without COVID-19, if you actually think about the cycle of life, we move from marriage to parenting to divorce to death to old age to moving country, moving schools, jobs, or losses of any kind, they all demand uh, that we shift and change. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, some of those things I've mentioned are not actually negative changes. We might have done all the thinking around uh, getting a new job, our child moves school because we've moved town or something like that. A lot of these things are very positive. We move into a marriage. That's a positive. And yet it is still stressful. Oh, even both. So whether it's a positive or negative change is still stressful. So is that one of the characteristics that the two share that are constant on either side? Yes. So any kind of change, good or bad change in our lives comes with stress. Mm -hmm. So let's remember that. Let's not get stuck on the fact that it's only in these kinds of situations that we get, get stressed. And then the third thing about change is that it provides an opportunity for personal growth. People become aware of their inner resources. They become aware of support they didn't know was there. They become more teachable and and there, there is the potential for growth. But it's really interesting to see that we're all in the same process right now and it has seven stages. Mm-hmm. What are those? Is it possible to list them so we can at least yes. know what they seem like, Absolutely. what they are like? Mm. So I had a, a really interesting conversation with a colleague who's uh, just recently retired and, and left the country. So it was a, a long distance WhatsApp call with Derek Jackson. Some of our listeners may know and remember him, a veteran educator, counselor and psychologist. Yeah. And he was really useful and helpful for me when I was going through the trauma of the death of my husband. Mm. And he reminded me yesterday, we were having this conversation about these seven stages that I have found myself going through in the last seven years. And and knowing that there is this pathway actually does provide a, a modicum of comfort, knowing that others have walked this path and survived before. Yes. So the first stage, and I think everyone's going to identify with the first stage, is immobilization. Mm. And when we first heard about COVID, it was kind of, in, in, in we were immobilized by our fear. Okay. And if you think of that in terms of, say, say um, maybe um, moving uh, school, country, job, a new job, first day, the first day in a new job, first time, first day in a new school for your child, there's a tummy ache. 
with a backache, <laughs> it's a headache. <laughs> We're immobilized. We can't get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, I think we've all experienced versions of that over the last couple of weeks. Yes, I think I had a version of, of that this morning. In fact, I just woke up like so blue. I wanted to stay within those four walls and not even interact with <laughs> what lay outside. Anybody. Yes. Yeah. In fact, isn't that almost a reaction of resisting change? Yeah. Mm. That's a resistance to change. Mm. Right. So then the second phase is minimization. Mm -hmm. And this is the stage in which we calm ourselves down. We try and get a bit of perspective. So it might be that your second child is going to big school now and they've been really fighting it. And suddenly they go, well, if my brother could do this and he's so dumb, so can I. (laughs) You know, we we kind of find a way. Or for me, it was my walking up and down my backyard here going, well, if Viktor Frankl and Nelson Mandela could do this, so could I. Mm -hmm. And it's finding a way to minimize our fear and our resistance to change. Right. And and then we also said things like, well, only old people die from coronavirus, so I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was another way of minimizing. Then we move into depression. We get down in the dumps. Now, also understand, like the five stages of grief that are bandied about, Kubler-Ross's five stages of grief, these seven stages of transition are not linear either. Yes. We do circle back into them. Yes, I was about to say that stage level four, the first couple of days felt like the start of level five, you know, so absolutely. Exactly. And also it's not, they're not linear and potentially also you can go through them either over a long period of time or in a Again and again. Yes. Again yes. and again. Mm. Yes. Okay. So when we hit the depression, which I think we, we hit, um, just when we had the second announcement that we would be in lockdown for another two weeks, we yeah. all went back into depression. So mm-hmm. we had already hit depression, but we now went back into it, having just been coming out of it. And this is where we start thinking negatively. I can't do it. Um, it's not fair. Um, if it was a new job, who do I think I am that I can do this job? Um, a child going to a new school, but I don't have any friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all those negatives. And it's a bit of a withdrawal cycle. And we feel we don't feel well resourced. We don't feel well skilled for the challenge at hand. And what was very, very interesting uh, in my conversation with Derek yesterday is that it's at this point that um, usually if a child say gone to a new school, and I just want to bring in normal, regular things, not yes, just COVID-19. Not just COVID. mm. if, if a child goes to a new school, they often want to go back and visit the old school. Mm. Or if you've got a new job, you go back and visit your old colleagues. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of you that somewhere thinks maybe they should. Well, it would be quite nice if they offered me my job back. Yeah, I could slip could in right back nice. as if I never left, like <laughs> as if I never left. Because it's because that change and transition into a new job, into a new school, into a new relationship is tough. Yeah, we've had those thoughts. I think we've all had those thoughts. Yeah, we have. And and often mothers try and um, and get in the way here and save their children, Mm. which doesn't actually build the resilience muscle. So we must be a little bit careful of not trying to save each other, but rather support each other in building the resilience muscle. Then from depression, we move into accepting. Mm-hmm. And and 
Sometimes on the way to acceptance of change, we circle back into depression, as I've already mentioned. But this is the point at which we know that we really have to deal with the change or the problem. And we know that we can't go back, that we actually have to move forward. Now, I think that we're starting to play in this little, on this little beach at the moment. Mm, Like flirt with this new normal, supposed new way mm, of, you know, working and being in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that, you know, if you're starting to go back to work now, if you're starting to go back into the office, um, or many of us are realizing that we actually are not going to go anywhere near the office for a very long time, Mm. we're starting to flirt with the idea of, yes, well, schools might start trickling back, phasing back in, but maybe not. Mm. Maybe not. That reality is on the fringes of our consciousness now. What if our children actually don't go back to school this year? What if we don't actually step foot into the office, physical office again for another few months? Those realities are all starting to bed down now. It was just like a figment of the imagination at one point, but it could become real. I'm hearing executives starting to say, you know what, even after all this COVID fallout, maybe we won't actually be in the physical office more than two days a week right? as a permanent norm. Yeah. So we're starting to question and accept that things may be very different. Mm-hmm. But the, the important thing is that we know we can't go backwards. Mm. Then we go into the fifth stage, which is testing. And some of us are testing this new situation. Now we find ourselves accepting that we're in a new reality. We start to test it. We keep testing and trying new ways of doing things in this new space until we find something that works. So we're in an experiment right now, having to find out what works. Mm. And until we find something that works, um, or once we find something that works, then we're on our way to rewiring our beliefs about ourselves and rewiring our actions and behavior. So if you take a child going to a new school, they'll keep trying to find a new friend. Mm-hmm. And they'll keep trying different ways of finding a new friend until they find a friend. Mm. And then there's a little bit of confidence. Oh, that worked. Maybe I can do that again with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe that worked. Um, I'm having to to find new ways of delivering online all the time. And I I just worked out the Zoom platform inside out and back to front when all my financial <laughs> services clients like the JSC and Rand Merchant Bank say, so sorry, we can't use that anymore. Uh, can you work with MS Teams <laughs> or can you work with Livestorm yeah. or can you work with GoToWebinar? And, you know, you, you're back at square one mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Mm. But that's where we are. We're testing, testing, testing. One of the issues that we have, though, that we need to be cognizant of, and that's what makes COVID-19 a very abnormal situation in this adjustment transition um, phase, is that we are not fully in control of the testing because the government is setting the pace of transition. Right. And this is causing us frustration because if we want to get on with it already, we can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very determined by what is allowed and what is not allowed. Yes, even their own pace of testing, like which level of regulation is, uh, allows for enough economic activity for the, you know, country not to collapse. So there is, as you say, this testing of how much is too little, too much, too many infections pull back. So we're all in a big experiment. I like that description that this is unknown and we're all in this big experiment. So testing is the the fifth stage. Um, Where to from there? 
Well, I just want to finish with testing because I think this will hit home for a lot of people. Okay. Um, in this testing period, so right now we're testing how good are we as being a guide at teaching our children from home, you know, mm. being that teacher's guide. Uh, and parents are realizing they're quite feeling quite inadequate. So there's a loss of confidence. And children who thought their parents knew everything are experiencing the disappointment oh. when they realize that their parents actually can't necessarily help them with everything. And I think many of us know that moment when it happened to us, you know, when you see that, wait, hold on, they also, they frail, they're humans, they're fallible. That moment when you first realize that your parent isn't perfect or like a superhero. Mm. Mm. It's quite a shock, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so during this testing time, we start comparing our new reality with our old reality, our new life oh. with our old life, our mm. new normal with our old normal. And we are starting to flirt at this point with maybe searching for a bit of meaning. Mm-hmm. So we move on to then the sixth stage. Mm-hmm. And the sixth stage is internalization. This is where we realize that we actually have learned new skills over this transition and adjustment period. Mm-hmm. Just like I shared with you, I learned all those skills about using Zoom. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's great when I can actually use Zoom, but it's not so great when I can't. Mm-hmm. So we realize that we actually are more teachable than we thought we were. We've learned to deal with boredom. Maybe we've learned to make friends with loneliness. Mm. Maybe we've become more independent and resourceful. I think we are becoming quite resourceful. We're having to make a plan. You know, that South African saying, we must make a plan, (laughs) a burmaka plan. You know, I think it is a very South African thing and we're quite good at this. So let's pat ourselves on the back here. And we've taken a bit of time to find a new reality and there will come a time and it, it doesn't happen straight away. This takes time. And for everybody, it'll take more or less time mm. where we t- kind of turn around and go, well, okay, I'm happy with where I find myself in my new life right now. Mm. And that displays a degree of flexibility and adaptability. However, there are people who get stuck, which is why we're having this conversation today, who might get to this period of internalization and declare, I can't cope and I'm stuck Yeah, and wish for what they had. Mm, and that's where we collapse on the ground and say, no, I'm not taking another step forward. And then we become a prisoner of our own making right. because we're inflexible, yes. because we're not adaptable, because we refuse to move forward. And many people get stuck like this after a spouse dies, mm-hmm. after they've been victims of crime, after they've lost a business where you throw your hands up and you go, it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do about it. But actually, there's always something we can do about it because we always have the power of choice in every single moment. And then the final stage is meaning, Mm -hmm. where we're able to look back at where we've been and we find meaning and we can make sense of it and see a bigger picture. And I think this is where growth sits. And this, for me right now, when I sit with my clients having conversations, my corporate clients, and I'm... I'm having conversations about the fact that we sit at a moment in history right now where we may be able to rewrite the human resources handbook, the playbook of how we employ people, the conditions we're employed under, the contracts we make. Mm -hmm. I think we're at a huge tipping point in history, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, one of the reasons why I published that white paper, which many people have downloaded. So 
I've blogged, I've put everything we've discussed today on my yes, blog, yes. these seven stages, so people can go and read it in depth. And just remember that they don't only apply to COVID-19. Mm. They apply to just being a human being uh, because being human means that we do move through stages of transition and adjustment for our whole lives. And we do need to be aware that what there's a difference between an event Mm-hmm. And a process. And, um, and I, and I really give, give Derek credit for this. And I must, I must give him credit for this. He says when he gives a wedding speech, he says he talks about the wedding being an event, but marriage is a lifelong process. Absolutely. Of a radical conversation right through. So Nikki, off to your website we go. Um, because this is so relatable to the different experiences we've had, uh, not just with COVID-19, but the fact that you were able to locate it in what we already are so familiar with. This is unfamiliar. It's uncertain, but we were able to complete this loop by looking at these steps with what we're familiar with and knowing the steps really is helpful to help us transition into our new normal. So go to NikkiBush.com. That's N-I-K-K-I Bush.com. And this is, in fact, her latest blog all about adjusting and transitioning. Mama Kay says, oh man, Aza, so I listen to your parent insert religiously. And in some show somewhere, uh, honesty is key with kids. My kids and I have had fun learning the new things all over again, or me having to revise ratios from maths. I've learned that they are not afraid to not uh, know because I'm not afraid to not know. We learn together. It's not perfect, far from it, but it's so exciting. Thank you for valuing this time with Nikki. And she puts up all these resources on her website, nikkibush.com.